and welcome to episode 25 of a Slice of Pie podcast, where we talk about the people in Polly's Island, Merle's Inlet, and Georgetown. My name is Kat Loftus, and we're so glad you've joined us today. Happy New Year! This week, we're going to talk about uh, fitness and nutrition and uh, how to reach those goals after we've been celebrating during the holiday season. So we have two great guests, Richard Morris, who is an exercise physiologist and personal trainer at the YMCA in Polly's Island, formerly known as Health Point. And we also have Stephanie Johnson. Stephanie Johnson is a third grade teacher at Waccamaw Elementary School, mother of three. But she also uh, has a great story to tell of her weight loss journey where she lost over 100 pounds and how she did it slowly and carefully the right way using um, macronutrients. So um, we're going to have some great footage. We've got a lot packed into this episode. So we have uh, Richard's interview, then we have him training a gentleman at the Y and some people from the Y. And then we show you some pictures of Stephanie before and after, and then we go into Stephanie's interview. So just a lot packed into this episode. You will really like it if you're looking for ways to get into shape um, in the new year um, and ways to do it carefully, like just a little bit at a time. If you just go work out. I was talking with my son before I filmed this and I said, gosh, Patrick, I really need to start some goals, exercise goals for the New Year's. He said, how about this? Just go work out every day. Just go to the gym every day. So half the battle is getting there, right? So I think that's a good goal to have. Just get there. Um, also in this episode, um, we talk about dry January, not drinking alcohol in January. We also talk about the importance of weightlifting uh, versus cardio. Also stretching and balance. Um, talking about some classes that are offered at the Y, like Zumba, yoga, that the swimming pool's there too. That's something else you can do. We talk about different kind of diets, like plant-based diets, Mediterranean diet. Um, we talk about increasing your water intake, that whatever your body weight is, take half of that number, and that's how many ounces of water you need to be drinking every day. So that would be a lot for me. Um, we also talk about the 80-20 rule. 80-20, I had never really heard about the 80-20 rule, but the 80-20 rule means um, in your fitness plan, 80% of what you do needs to be your diet, the food that you are taking in. And 20% of your fitness goal needs to be based on your exercise. So, wow, it's 80% of your fitness plan is really based on what you are eating and drinking. So that's super, super important. And then obviously you do need to be moving and getting some exercise, stretching, uh, lifting some weights. So you'll be really interested to hear what Mr. Richard Morris has to say. He's also a great guy to get in touch with um, if you need a personal trainer or need some guidance along the way. And then also Stephanie Johnson is super great about it's just getting all of us inspired. I love what she had to say. And I think I'm going to try some of the stuff that she did with the macro counting and macro economics. And another great thing that she stressed and Mr. Richard stressed is accountability, having a gym buddy, somebody that will go with you, somebody that will go take that journey with you. So if you can get somebody to take the gym journey with you, gym buddy, find somebody that will do that. Um, we're so happy you are here with us today. I hope you will truly enjoy this episode. So sit back and enjoy episode 25 of A Slice of Pie podcast. Good morning, Kat. Uh, Richard, I have to say this is the earliest I've ever woken up to um, have a podcast. So thank you so much for encouraging me to wake up early. 
Well, we could have done it at 4.30, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes. Um, so welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Uh, have you ever watched my podcast before, Richard? I have not. <sighs> That's a shame. Well, I hope you watch this one after we finish with this. Definitely watch this one. So um, this is Richard Morris, and Richard is uh, a, an old friend of ours. And Richard uh, has done many things in his life, but one thing that he currently does is you are a, fill in the blank for me, Richard. What's your Exercise physiologist. Exercise physiologist. And I want to say health point, but is it still called health point? It is called the YMCA. YMCA in Pauley's Island, formerly known as health point. But um, you can go, when you go work out, if you want a personal trainer, Richard, you can do that for people, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And I know you used to specialize in golfers and uh, golfing. Can you explain what you did for golfers? Yeah, I got a TPI certification, which is Titleist Performance Institute, uh, probably around eight or 10 years ago, eight or nine years ago. Um, and what I do is is I design a, a workout for, for golfers uh, based on their evaluation and limitations. So um, that's a whole screening process and a two-part series. Um, and the reason I did it was because of, you know, the area we live in. There's so many golfers and some of the pros have that PPI certification, but they don't have the time to do the fitness side of it. So it's the fitness side of golf, um, you know, a lot of injury prevention and a lot of speed work and, and a lot of other things. So, Okay. So, uh, so you do that in addition to just uh, a person like me that would walk in and say, I need help uh, getting back in shape and you could do that too. Right. We would do, you know, sort of the same process and evaluation of you and, and your activities and your goals and uh, kind of go from there. But I've worked, you know, I've been in the, I've been in the fitness industry probably 20 years. Okay. Um, before, I'm, I'm before trying to get, add my years. <laughs> let's, uh, before we get to that, let's go backwards now. So tell everybody where you were born and uh, where you grew up and where you went to school. Okay. I was born in um, Florence. I grew up in uh, Hemingway, South Carolina. I hadn't left the state. Um, I went to Winsburg Academy High School in King Street. Um, and I started my college degree in Florence at Francis Marion. And um, I later transferred to University of South Carolina to get the exercise physiology background. And, uh, so I've been around a while. I graduated in 1992. And uh, back then, exercise science or physiology was uh, started at South Carolina. Now it's probably everywhere, but uh, that's that's sort of the route I went in the medical field. So you're kind of, you were a pioneer. I was a pioneer. Yeah, I like sure. that. I like that. <laughs> All right. And let's tell us about your family. Okay. My, um, so my, Mother and father, obviously, were in Hemingway. And, uh, love small... your parents. I love your parents. Yeah. Um, my dad was a, was a mortician, and my mother was a nurse. So I think I got the medical background from my mother. Um, she started her own. She, she did public health for a long time in, in King Street, Hemingway. And uh, then she started her own business in comprehensive professional rehab. And um, so I had the medical background from her. And um, 
So I have two daughters, Janie and Maeve. They are both at Wofford. And now they are overseas. One is in Singapore and one is in Rome. Who's in Singapore? So I am Janie. <laughs> Janie? What's Janie getting her degree in at Wofford? Finance. Finance, okay. Finance. And Maeve's getting her degree in? Uh, Pre-law. Pre-law. Because so, oh, yeah. I knew she was doing a, uh, an internship uh, with Sean Phelan this summer to real estate. A lot. Um, so, uh, less, and then you're married to? I'm married to Amy, mm -hmm. Amy Morris. Uh, she is a PGA golf instructor, and uh, she does merchandise at Wedgefield Country Club. So, um, yeah, she's been in the golf industry her whole life. So, um, we don't play much golf together, but we when we do, we play as a team. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, um, yeah. Okay, so when did you first get into, because I know you've done a couple things, because I know you had a gym, and then you were a pharmaceutical rep for a while, and then you went back to fitness. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So, and if you want to hear. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so start with the Florence, what you did in Florence. So, 1992, I was, uh, I did the cardiac pulmonary rehab um, at Bruce Hospital before it became, I guess, Carolina Hospital System. And it was the fitness forum in Florence. And uh, me and the guy I was working for, we started our own business called Mr. Fit. Don't sit, get get fit with Mr. Fit. <laughs> Don't sit, get fit with Mr. Fit. Is that it? That's it. And uh, we did some in-home in -home personal training, door-to-door. Uh, -door, and we had a small studio and uh, later on sold that business to McLeod, which is now the McLeod Wellness Center. And... Uh, I was one of my clients was was in pharmaceutical sales, so I had a little bit of medical background, and uh, I was in pharmaceutical sales for probably fifteen years. Fifteen years, and um, yeah, and uh, so the position became available at HealthPoint to do the same thing I was doing in nineteen ninety two, the cardiac pulmonary rehab. So All I right. worked with a little bit of everybody. Okay. So. so um, if I, if so, which is the first week in January and everybody's thinking about becoming physically fit again, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to do anything about it, Richard, maybe I should come over there. I'm afraid if I come see you that you're going to actually make me do something. So, which I need to do something because I'm not in a regular routine of anything at this point. So, yeah, um, it's funny because, um, you know, still the same old thing in January, even in 1992, when I started. You know, the gym is bombarded Monday mornings. We got the Monday morning warriors and, uh, you know, membership increases. I would say don't show up on Monday morning because, because it's the busiest time. You can't get, you know, the equipment's really busy. Uh, usually it dies down by Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the same process continues uh, until February or March. And that's usually when people, people burn themselves out on exercise. And yeah. Well, the months are warming up to, uh, it's so cold here right now. I mean, I say so cold, maybe thirties and forties, which is cold for us in South Carolina. Right. Right. Uh, and we're just finding, trying to find anything to do because we can't get out to the beach or the pool or the golf course right now. So tennis courts or pickleball court. So we're trying to find something to do to keep us warm. And, um, but uh, what are some things, she, if, if somebody comes into uh, the Y, also known as the Help Point, in Pauly's Island, and they want to sign up with you, what are some 
Do you do an evaluation with them first? What, what's the process? I would do an evaluation uh, screening process, you know, just to check their medical history. Um, so, you know, we were a wellness center for a long time. So the population in Paulus is going to be, you know, a little older, you know, a lot of young folks too. But uh, so we would have to do a screening process and look at your goals and uh, sort of design a workout, a workout from there. And I try to do a little bit of everything, you know, make sure you're getting some cardio, make sure you're getting some resistance training and uh, also some stretching. Um, How about something fun? Is there anything fun? I want to do. <laughs> Can I get a snack? What do we get to do in there? Well, there's lots of classes as well. So you know, if, if somebody likes Zumba, um, there's a dance class. There's yoga. Uh, there's a lot of pool classes. You know, the YMCA is is the only facility that has a pool. Um, we also have one located in Georgetown as well. Okay. Um, and Myrtle Beach. So. You know, the Y is big on pools. I would say our, our pool has uh, something unique. It's got the warm water therapy as well as the hot tub. You know, we got a dry sauna as well. So it's fun to get in the hot tub after and get into the sauna and sort of, you know, relax and, and meditate a little. And that's what I do. A lot of breath work and get started for your day. You know, I know Pat likes to do that. He He'll... Pat likes to walk and then bike and then swim and he'll get in there and just go at it. So have you ever seen him in there swimming in the pool? I have. <laughs> he's a, he's a much better working out than I am. Um, but when you say in the morning that the gym's crowded in the morning, what hours are we talking about that is crowded? Mid morning. Uh, so eight to 11. Um, if you come early, five 30, you shouldn't have a problem. So you um, getting on equipment and we do have a lot of cardio equipment you know we just and I said maybe six months ago when the Y came in or a year ago uh, the first thing they did was replace all the cardio equipment yeah so we have a cardio theater so you can watch tvs you know while you're working out which um, do you have to get some earbuds or how does that work that you can hear the tvs because I've never actually, understood how to we, do that we've got a code that you can do wireless you know through your phone Okay, and it will pick up into the earbuds, I guess. Yep, yep. So you have your phone, and you have your earbuds linked to your phone. You do some kind of code. Yep. Everything's so high tech, Richard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would. I was going to say you'd have to talk to one of our younger folks. You <laughs> up. But, uh, Call Janie in Singapore, see if she can help us. <laughs> I would. I would say to my client, "Are you here to watch TV? Or are you here to work out?" But you know. well, you can do both. <laughs> little HGTV is not bad for the soul. There you go. Decorating tips. All right. Um, so, Richard, uh, I know that you like to sometimes, we're going to, at certain point, I want to talk about different kinds of strategies that people use to get healthy. So, one of them is exercising, another one is diet. Can you do anything to recommend? I know a lot of people talk about protein diets or keto or. Do you do anything to recommend diets for people or ways of eating or not eating? That's a good point. So I would say, I like to say an 80-20 plan, 20% is going to be the exercise. The exercise is the easy part. Um, you know, 80% of the time we're, we're working on other things and diet is going to be way more important than the exercise aspect. Um, I would say I've done every cleanse, every diet possible, but you know, even in, you know, I keep saying 1992, because that's when I started, you know, um, we did a 
we did a um, more of a plant-based diet, uh, which cardiologists are now recommending more of a Mediterranean diet. You know, so yeah. Your, your nutrient dense foods, your, um, your fruits, veggies. Are there a lot, of, yeah, a lot of beans and fruits and vegetables? Well, beans are going to be starches, but yes, beans are a good choice um, and a good vegan choice for protein. Um, so I would say, number one, water. Uh, make sure an easy tip to do would be to drink half your body weight in water. So if I weigh 160, I'm trying to get 80 ounces of water. And if you look behind me, I don't know if you can see it, but I have my, I have my 80 to 100 ounces of water to drink right in front of me. So I, I pre-call plan. Um, so I've got my 80 to 100 ounces of water. So do you, got, you have two jugs of water sitting there? Is it two jugs? I got four. I got actually four. Show me again. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it in there. I, oh, one, two, three, four. Okay, I see them now. So you carry those around with you all day? No, I got them in front of me on the desk so okay. I can know that that's how much I need to take in today. I know, but you got to get working. Aren't you leaving for work in a little bit? Yeah, I've already drank one, so I'll take I'll take two to work, and then I'll have one for this afternoon. Okay, <laughs> not hard a, to fill up. Not hard to fill up a jug of water. I know. And Margaret drinks all that water. I drink a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, you know something in you know if you don't like the water, I have some people drinking the you know the propel as long as you yeah. go sugar free. Yeah. Um, and I do. You know, I do a green juice every morning as well. Do you do that AG1? No, I make my own. So okay. I do, a, I got a, I got a, I guess a cheesecloth or a nut milk bag where I do celery, apple, and kale or some combination to get, you know, gut health is very important to me. Are you blending that in the blender? Blend it in the blender and I should have done a, a video demo. Morning, but, uh, well, we can we can pause <laughs> here. And you can walk over to the kitchen if you want to show that. Have you already done that? What is is that it? That's it. It, it looks real liquidy, like not real. It it's not yeah, thick. It's, uh, yeah. So when you put it through the, you know, the nut milk bag. Um, so that's just something I do. It's not something required. I always recommend it to people to to get as part of a cleanse. So it's. So, it's so it's some kind of like an almond milk, you said, and then what? No, 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 no. Celery, um, celery, kale, and apple. And water. Celery, kale, and apple. Okay. Yeah, but it's just to help to get the gut going, and uh, and then I'll follow that with some fruit and grains, and um, I've got that in my. I, in my I was wondering what's in the other jar. <laughs> what you got in there, Richard? I've got. Uh, some grape nut cereal with uh, oat milk, sugar-free, um, banana, raisins, and maple syrup, all natural, organic. Do you, will you, do you need to add milk to that or? I did, I added oat milk, a sugar-free oat milk. It's already, it looks dry, it looks kind of dry. Is it like yeah, an oatmeal? It's in the bottom, it's in the okay. bottom. So okay. it just softens up the grape nuts. The grape nuts are just, they're just a real, whole grain i can't eat them without adding something to them so what time of day do you eat that uh that'll probably be my nine o'clock snack after i take in my juice and water so okay. i i like the intermittent fasting as well i was going to uh, ask you about intermittent fasting how do you feel about that uh i don't do the 20 hours but i like to do at least 12 you know try to eat your dinner 
a little early around six or so and and you know six a.m would be 12 hours so um i try to go 12 to 15 hours so about nine o'clock would be 15 hours for me it just allows your body to reset you know especially if you've eaten something maybe not so good the night before let's work on let's work on starting that new day with filling it up with nutrient-dense food so when's your first meal at 7 a.m or my first meal but that will be probably nine o'clock nine o'clock but, but i'm still going to do the juice and water so i'm 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 hydrating right now okay so when you do intermittent fasting does that juice count toward a meal i mean does that break the fast uh i would say the meal would be your first meal um the juice except for the, the only thing in the juice is the apple that's going to be the calories 100 calories um so i don't really count that as, as part of the you know that doesn't break i don't think it breaks the fast richard i gotta pause here for just a second because my dogs are running, so give me just a second to pause okay okay Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Um, okay. The dogs are always barking at something. It could be a deer. It could be somebody walking by. I never know what they're barking at. Um, now, so we talked about exercise. We talked about getting all your fluids in, uh, maybe eating healthy or doing the intermittent fasting. So you can do a nine to six. Or you could, I have a friend who doesn't eat until lunchtime. So lunchtime till eight o'clock is her window but i guess everybody has to pick their own window correct for the interview? yeah yeah and you know 12 to 18 is usually you know 18 is pretty tough for me it's just going to be hard for me to work with clients without having something um so 12 minimal well what are you around, talking about 12 hours 12, 12 hours yeah okay. so, so you know if you eat dinner at six you could have something at six the next morning okay. and then try to add you know, add an hour or two, maybe get to that 14, 16 hour window. Okay. Um, all right. So exercise, fluid, get all your fluids in, eat healthy or do some kind of um, intermittent fasting. And then I hate to mention this, but I know that you do it occasionally is that those ice baths. What, what is that all about? That just hurts me to watch that. Well, um, so I'll say this, 51 to 59 degrees is optimal as far as inflammation removal. Um, there's a lot of benefits. Uh, number one, endorphins. So it's going to increase your endorphins, your energy level uh, for a period of time. I'm big on, on decreasing inflammation. So if you get on more of a plant-based diet and you start doing some sauna work, so I do the sauna first, <clears throat> 30 minutes. At the Y? No, I get, well, actually, I got one here, but I, I do some sauna work at the Y as well. But I've got an in-home one that I get in, in my garage, and I'll, um, you know, stretch out, and, and that opens up the pores. And then I get in a warm shower, and then the ice bath. I, I did one this morning, and it was, you know, right now it's a good time because you don't have to add any ice. <laughs> Or it's coming out cold. Good. So, you know, if you want to look up more information on the ice bath, there's tons of benefits. You know, skin helps, you know, repair your skin, uh, endorphins, um, inflammation removal mainly. So if your pores, if you're opening your pores with heat, 
and then you go in with ice, you know, that's going to take some inflammation out. How long? Well, like, uh, three, three minutes. And if you want to start with cold showers, that's a good recommendation because I've been doing these ice baths for probably four years. Uh -huh. And uh, I wouldn't go straight in, you know, and do a polar plunge right away. But I would, I would start with trying to get one minute in cold water in your shower. And it gets pretty cold right now. So, um, ouch, so, yeah. So <laughs> if you want to start with, and do you do that every day with the cold bath? I, I do. I do. Ooh, um, so and I've got a nice tub that I can, you know, I've got a little ducky that I got on Amazon that gives me my temperature. Um, Did you say a ducky? Yeah. It's a, little duck. <laughs> it's a thermometer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> $7 on Amazon. Okay, cool. But, um, but you know it's not real complicated but i do have a ice maker at home where i put a freezer full of you know when summer comes around it's harder to get the water cold um, but you know some people some people do uh you know really extreme cold and that's more of a mental therapy thing so they are using um you know ice baths for for soldiers now that you know had some traumatic events um, for ptsd yeah, it helps with mental therapy. Uh -huh. I will say that I've done some, you know, if you want to look up Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F-F, -F, he is the Iceman. Uh -huh. um, and he went through some things and, and started doing ice baths and extreme cold uh, things. And he's helped a lot of people, you know, get through some traumatic things. So when you're in the water and you're working on meditation and breathing, a lot of breath work, there's nothing you think about except for warming up. Really? I mean, I think if I went into the ice bath, that would be traumatic experience for me. <laughs> Should I have to really get used to that? I, but um, I do see a lot of athletes use the ice bath. I know. Yeah. I, uh, and it's nothing new. It's nothing new. I mean, even in, in high school, we had the ice bath, you know, machine. I mean, it's a part of, you know, the basic you know, rice principle, rest, ice, compression, elevation for injuries. They've been using ice forever, but the ice bath, so you can <laughs> you can get the whole body at once, you know, versus trying to put ice on your shoulder or, you know, your lower back, your hips or whatever. Okay, so we've talked about exercise. We've talked mm -hmm. about um, fluids, diet, and ice bath. Man, I was... I don't know if I could do the ice bath. That's that's tough. Maybe I could try a cold shower. Macy, that's enough. My dogs. I that mean. would be good for a podcast. We could fill it up for you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we can come back for that if you want to do another <laughs> one. Um, I think you've got a little video of ice bath, which I might show my listeners. I think you posted that one time on one of your social media accounts. I know you made poor Amy do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she I was, might have she was, she was um, a good soldier to do that. Um, the sheep, will she take the ice? Will Amy take the ice bath? Uh, sporadically. Okay. Well, that's, that's better than never. I'm at never right now. So maybe I can just get one in. All right. Uh, Richard, is there any music you'd like to listen to? What's your favorite go-to songs when you're working out? Oh, a little bit of everything. I don't, you know, keep up with artists, but I like, um, I like lithium, which is a little hard rock. I like a little rap, Eminem. Uh, you know, when I get into my my meditation and, and you know, I teach yoga as well. 
I, I like to listen, you know, it's different, you know, when I start meditating, it's the slower yoga, yoga music. When I teach my classes, if I try to do something fast, my routine's over in 20 minutes and it's a 45 minute class. So I work on yoga and meditation music, you know, a lot. And I like John Mayer. I like acoustic. I like Dave Matthews. Um, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. You need to watch my last podcast. I had Thomas Rowland on. Thomas Rowland, you know, uh, yeah. And he's started a band called Winya, and he's living in Nashville right now. So he's up and coming. So um, catch some Thomas Rowland when Winya band. Yeah. Um, all right. And let's talk about college football for just a second. Um, no. you, yes. Yes. Tell the tell the listeners what you're a fan of. Who's your? I'm. Uh, Gamecock, but I did start as a Clemson fan as a kid. I never told you that, but um, I think you said you yeah. went to Bill, Bill Foster's basketball camp when you were young. I did. I did tell you the story. Yeah, he was. Uh, his parents were a neighbor of mine. He would come see me every year. You know, shoot in the backyard. So, what made you go over to the other side? Uh, my major, exercise physiology. So. Um, yeah, just college football is a little bummer right now with the NIL deals, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and the transfer portal. Not a big transfer thing. Transfer portal and the opt-outs and, uh, yeah. You know, I was, thinking about, I, I was thinking about how we could get college football back on track because the NFL seems kind of like they're on track. They're not moving and grooving, shaking and baking. So I'm thinking, well, maybe the college players should get an agent and maybe they should go into negotiations like NFL does, and then the players will stay on the team and not move around so much. There's got to be some kind of normalcy brought back to the game so players aren't moving from here to there. One transfer would be good. Yeah. Allow one transfer, and you've got to play in the bowl game, no opt-outs. Um, yeah, I wish – I wish. this is how I feel about Richard. Um, if you sign up to play for a team, a college football team, and they say, we're going to give you the scholarship, we're giving you these clothes, we're going to feed you, give you an education, maybe help you with your NIL. But in turn, you got to agree to play all the games that we play in a season, including the bowl game. Yeah, I'll give them their last check later on in the season. Yeah, so I'm thinking this, there's got to be some kind of uh, negotiating power that the colleges and the universities get with these players because it just seems like they are a victim right now. Um, well, I really appreciate you joining the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about health and wellness before we uh, check out? Well, we, did, we didn't talk much about resistance training. Well, let's talk about that. Okay, resistance training. Well, just, you know, a basic, I deal with a lot of people with, with you know, injuries. I would say um, when I'm doing resistance training, I didn't talk about posture. Um, you know, a lot, we're, we're forward all the time you know, in our, at our desk and, yeah. and, and texting our shoulders and forwards. So I talk a lot about, you know, overworking or working your upper back versus all the press forwards because we're forward already. Um, and I try to make sure people are in, yep, get your shoulders back when you're at your, at your desk um, because we're typically always forward. And um when I you know see people in the gym, they want to go straight to presses. They they neglect the muscles of their upper back. Um, you know, and with the golf conditioning, you know, our driving engine is our hips and our core. So I think a lot of people neglect you know working hip flexors, hip extensors, ab adductors, um, 
and that that can help with you know back pain later on in life. Um, of course, stability always you know stability is stability. Is, yeah, stability is, is you know balance. balance. Stability and balance. Yes. And so I, I met. And it was so interesting to watch watch what he did. He worked on he had a mat and he had a kettlebell and all he was working on was stability. Can you repeat that you your video paused for just a second, repeat. So you were watching who were you watching? Oh uh, it was a pro baseball player. I don't know the name, but we see athletes come in, um, you know, whether it's vacation or whatever. And it's it's so, you know, you would think they would go work on heavy weight training. But, you know, it's during the season or whatever, but they're doing more stability exercises, you know, exercises on one leg, you know, working on balance all the time. Because, you know, these are athletes, they have to be, you know, when you think about a baseball player, he's reaching all the time on one foot or whatever. So they're working on more stability um, exercises than they would be the weight. You know, you would think they would go in and do heavy weight training. That's not what they're doing. Uh, which was really interesting to see. Yeah, I, I mean, the older I get, I do worry about stability and fall. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and then as far as posture, you know, I'm tall, and my mother always preached to me, "Hold those shoulders up, hold my shoulders up," because yeah. there was some girl growing up in her town, small town of Tatum, South Carolina, named Maddie Irene Miller. She said, "Don't slump. You're gonna look like Maddie Irene Miller." I have no idea who that poor girl was. So when when you start doing the resistance training your shoulders and upper back become more stable. So they stay back versus not doing anything. Even if you just, you know, stood at your desk or sat at your desk and held your shoulders back, you know, for a couple of sets. You know what else I notice if I'm driving, especially a long trip, I try to get my shoulders back to my car seat because you feel yeah. like you're like over this, like the steering wheel. So just trying to sit and open up when you're driving too is I think it's good. Um, anything else that we didn't talk about? Well, stretching at the end is good. Um, I would say, you know, when I talk about shoulders, shoulders back, you know, our hip flexors, you know, if you're in a seated position and our knees are up, our hip flexors are tight. So we want to try to open up our hips. So in yoga, you know, we talk about opening up the chest and opening up the hips, you know, because we're sometimes the back pain could be caused from tight hips on the other side. So it's a, it's a game of opposites. The body is a game of opposites. Oh, you know something I didn't ask you about. Um, would you would you touch on this a little bit? Um, a lot of people in the month of January, I've heard this uh, on social media, are having a dry month where they're not drinking alcohol. Now, I believe you stopped drinking alcohol. Is that correct? That's correct. How long ago did you did you do that? Six six years. Six years. Was there a, a reason that you stopped drinking alcohol? Yeah, we don't agree. <laughs> um, but I would say that, uh, yeah, a lot of people do a dry January. That's good. You know, they talked about a long time ago that, that wine has some benefit, health benefit. Uh, there's really no health benefits with alcohol. Um, it's just wasted calories. You know, they say wine is good. If you want some, if you want some wine, just eat some grapes. If you want to just eat grapes instead. Uh, well, so if somebody's having trouble with alcohol, do we have um, resources here in our town that they could talk to somebody about? Sure. You know, there's recovery programs, you know, all over. Do we? 
So when somebody comes to Help Point, if they come to you for uh, uh, some help training, weight training, yoga, you could maybe share that information with them? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, um, you look good. You look healthy. You look better than I am. So I, you must be doing something right. So somebody, let's just say, okay, so I've had a great holiday season. I've been drinking alcohol and eating all the cake and having a big time. Um, and I just said, okay, it's time for me to get healthy. What, what are some of the first steps I should do, Richard? Well, the water is number one. Drink, drinking the water. Yep. Yeah, so we got to, you know, in my opinion, we got to get out all these toxins. And so, you know, sweating it out, whether it's in a sauna, doing cardio, doing resistance training, and fill your body with nutrient-dense foods like we had talked about before. Because, okay. you know, with that, our bodies are going to function better. Um, Do you think it's good to have an accountability partner, somebody that you kind of keeps you on track? Sure. And, um, you know, we do have, um, you know, if it's a cardiac patient, we do have a group exercise program. We've got Parkinson's classes as well. And, um, you know, for somebody like you to have a gym partner, absolutely. A gym partner, yeah. Have a buddy. Yeah. It's always good to have a, a buddy. buddy. Okay. And if you hire a trainer like me, you'll have to be there. So if not, I'll be texting you. I don't know. That would be a big step for me to hire a trainer. Maybe I'll Come think of it. I need to. Okay. You're getting ready to go to work right now, aren't you? I am. Okay. I am. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope a lot of people will go, go see you at the Y in Pauly's Island. It's uh, right between Moe's Barbecue and um, kind of across the street from where you go into Litchfield Beach, right? Yeah, across from Subway, yep. Cross and from Subway. Um, yeah, and you can you could certainly give my information out as well. If you'd like to give my cell phone out, I don't mind talking to anybody. So. Okay. Can I share your email address? Can I share your email? Sure. sure. I'll, share you, I'll put that in the caption of the podcast so people can get in touch with you. Okay. Our cell phone text would be great. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, okay? I hope, you have a great day. I hope to see you at, help, at the Y real soon, too. All right. Have thank a great you. day. Bye. Right. Okay, so now we're here at Health Point. So Richard is with one of his clients. So talk to me about who, who you're with. Okay. This, this is, is this is John. I'm John. Hey, John. And uh, John has had multiple uh, shoulder surgeries, some back surgery, and uh, he's still golfing at the um, youthful age of 80. 80. You're not 80. You look good. Thank you. So, so this is a true example of, of how strength training, uh, stretching, uh, physical therapy can keep you on. Talk louder, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, so this is a perfect example of how physical therapy, strength training, mobility training. Uh, I do a lot of TPI golf conditioning with John uh, to get him back on the golf course. And this guy probably works harder than anybody I've ever seen. Um, Matt, he's had double-digit shoulder surgeries, and his range of motion's gotten better, and his strength's gotten better. Um, we're we're at the port of his workout where we're working on the stability portion, so we're working on some leg work, and we can go through that. And John, would you like? To John, can that? I just ask you a few questions real quick? So, how many surgeries have you had? A uh, total of seven. Seven. On my shoulders. I've had back surgery, neck surgery. They've had all kinds. Were they as a result of injury? I was probably born, I had a chronic condition bilaterally in both shoulders. Okay. In high school, actually freshman year in high school, I dislocated my right shoulder on multiple multiple occasions. Did I, you play a sport? Yeah, I played, I played all sports. All sports, Basketball, good. baseball, football. Okay. And 
and same thing happened to my left shoulder. So at the age of, I think 15 and 16 respectively, I had two major shoulder operations. Wow, so young. And then after that, uh, as I got older, the left one was perfect. The right one developed severe osteoarthritis, which means I could barely, couldn't brush my teeth, couldn't, couldn't put a fork in my mouth, couldn't do anything with it. Wow. So I had a total shoulder done in Vail, Colorado by Dr. Hawkins, more renowned surgeon, shoulder surgery in the world. People come from all over the world to see him. Vail, Colorado, had that for two years, blew it out because I was overactive, doing too many things. As a result, I had to go in and have it redone, and they took part of my pec, this one here, brought it into my shoulder, and that lasted 30 years, and then I ended up destroying that. And then I had, went to see a doctor in MUSC, orthopedic, great guy, Eichinger his name, is the best orthopedic surgeon I've ever met. And I found a hole where the socket is, yep. two-inch hole. So they took part of my hip, my, my iliac crest actually, yeah. filled that hole. So they took the old prosthesis out. So it means for six months I was in a sling and I had no shoulder. There was, there was no joint. That healed. Then they went in. They put a reverse shoulder in, and that was done. Uh, almost in March it'll be a year, uh, six months. In March it'll be a year. So I've been in rehab for the last seven months. How long have you been working with Richard? About three years now. Three years, yeah. Now, how did you find Richard? I found Richard through a church program. And I say it one more time. A church program. Church program. And uh, by reputation, I heard his name mentioned by, by numerous people. Uh, Steve Dresser, Golf Academy recommended. Yeah, him. Steve Dresser, that's at Polly's Plantation. That's at uh, Steve Dresser's Golf oh, Academy. Oh, behind True Blue. Uh, behind True Blue, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's one of the great, great training courses. That sure, sure is. And I've been working with him, like I said, for years, every Friday. I'm amazed at your uh, never give up attitude that you kept having surgeries. You, you were going to have a good quality of life, right? You want that good quality of life. That's all about. Okay. All right. So y'all going to demonstrate uh, something we're doing right now. We're going to do some mobility exercises. John, come on over. I want you to hold with one finger. And uh, we talked about that earlier in the podcast about stability and balance. Yes. So John has got great stability and balance. So just bring me up and back down. Keep moving. So we're working on a little bit of hip. Wow. That's really good balance. So he's also had some back surgeries and had some hip issues. And they took part of his bone out of one hip to put in his shoulder. So uh, other than that, he's had nothing. <laughs> It's like a Timex watch. He takes the lip licking and keeps on ticking. That's really good balance, actually. I don't know that I can do that. So I talked about the hips and the core being the most important muscle group. So now we're working hip flexors and core. The core is getting activated. All right, now face the wall, John, and we'll do. We're gonna do one more again. So this is working on, I talked about opening the hips. Opening the hips, yeah. And this is a little bit of abduction working on the outer thigh. So if we can open our hips, we can rotate better with the golf swing. And I do everything in tens. So if anybody did a workout at home, you know, you could do some hip flexion, try to get it on one foot, you know, work on the balance. 
but even if you just held on to a golf club, it's harder than you think. Okay. All right, so now let's go straight back, guys. We're going to do a hip extension. So if our leg's going back, we're opening up our hip. Nice and slow. A little bit slower, John. Slow slower to hold it top. So that's activating our glute and opening up our hip flexion. When our hip opens in the golf swing, that's it. Okay. So how often do you and John work out? What, every Friday? We do twice a week. Uh, once on, no, I'm sorry, we do once a week on Fridays. But John, you know, one, John's in here probably four I, days a week. Yeah. Three days a week. Okay. But he works out with you one day a week. One day a week. But do you, then you give him recommendations about what he needs to be doing? Yeah. And he's, you know, John is the type that's, you know, he's going to work very hard in everything he does. He still does some PT things, you know, with his shoulder uh, to, to keep the mobility. When we talk about mobility, we talk about range of motion. All right? So I'm going to get you to swing the off club, John. I'm gonna put a mat down. Hold on. Golf swing. So before, Mr. John, he had uh, his shoulder prevented his hand from rotating this way. So now he can actually turn a little better with the golf swing. So when he came to you, could he do this motion? Or have you, or have you all been working on it? I don't think you could turn as well. You can talk more about your golf swing. And that your hand didn't allow you. I couldn't. I couldn't do this. It's about as far as I could get. Okay. And I'm pretty equal now. Yeah. And I couldn't. Couldn't take the club back. I keep the right arm tucked. I still don't have it perfect because there are certain limitations. Yeah. But I'm able to get. You look a lot more flexible than a lot of golfers I see out there. Absolutely. That, that have not had surgery. That's amazing. All right. And, all right. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. John, thank you for coming on to our podcast. I appreciate it. Okay. You have a great Friday. Thank you. Okay. So this is Tyler Wiggins. And Tyler, you work here at the Y. And what, what is your job? I'm the clinical exercise coordinator. Okay, great. So what are some of the services that are offered here at the YMCA in Pauley's Island? We offer a ton of overall general health and wellness programs here at the Y, including a post-physical therapy strength training program. We have outpatient maintenance cardiac rehab. We offer stroke, Parkinson's classes, and just a whole array of chronic illnesses uh, to help you manage those symptoms. Uh, we also offer childcare while you come to the gym. We have a steam shower. We have dry saunas on the pool deck. A half-sized gym, you can come in, shoot some hoops, um, as well as tons of group exercise classes, including body pump, bar a, Zumba, anything you can think of, we offer. Plus, uh, in the in the gym, the open gym, you have uh, machines yes. and, and we weights. Yep, we have our gym uh, divided into sections. Uh, first few rows are low-impact cardio machines. Uh, towards the middle is all machines, uh, plate-loaded machines, so easy to get started, get those foundational strength games going. 
And then uh, we do have the cables and free weights as you progress through your workouts. Right, okay, cool. And then all the little accessories that go along with that, all the balls and the mats and the bands. And Correct, you walk through our doors, anything you see, if you have a membership, anything you see in our gym is free and open game for you. We have hurdles, uh, medicine balls, bands, web slides. I mean, you name it, or you think of it, we, we have. Okay, um, also, now if somebody wants to become a member of the Y or come check it out, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably stopping in and talking to the ladies up at the Welcome Center. They're going to be the most uh, thorough with you. Mm -hmm. But you can also call numbers on our website. We all are relatively uh, pretty well versed in membership rates and fees and how it works. But definitely stopping by the front of uh, the Welcome Center will be the best way to do it. Okay. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Have a great Friday. You Bye. Too. We really enjoyed our visit over at the YMCA with uh, Richard Morris and his client, John, and um, all the staff and uh, people that work there. They were so friendly and so helpful. And if joining the YMCA is something you want to do, if you would just go to their website, um, you can find all about how to join and what the cost is. Um, so that's the best place to go. And I'll put that information in the caption. Uh, next, we're going to hear from Stephanie Johnson. Um, and how she lost all her weight after she had her third child. We're gonna show you some before and after pictures and then we'll go into the interview with Stephanie. So sit back and enjoy. So, Stephanie, this week we're talking about being healthy since it's yes. January and everybody's thinking about maybe going on a diet or going back to the gym yes. or drinking all your water. <laughs> so, um, you have a personal story to tell about that. Yes, and I've we, been dying to tell it, so I'm very excited. So, but we're going to get to that. But first of all, before we get on to the good part of that story, um, I want you, and I know Stephanie because you and I used to teach together at Waccamaw Elementary. Yes. And you're still teaching third grade there right she's an excellent teacher I just love the methods that she uses just a great classroom um, and also when I was teaching with Stephanie um, Stephanie let me help her with real estate so she and Andrew yes husband uh, her husband yep. Andrew yes um, <laughs> sold their house in Polly's and then they bought a lot yep. next to Sarah Rodenbach Sarah, Sarah yeah 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 
And so, um, thank you so much for yes. letting me be your realtor for that. Um, Y'all were so much fun to work with. Yeah. Um, still, still are. Still, one day we'll sell, I'm sure, again. So. <laughs> but are you loving your house? And loving Hagley? it. Yes. Uh, we love Hagley and we're very happy. Yeah. And listen, it, you bought it at the best time. Yeah, right before COVID. So, it was like perfect, perfect think, timing. I, I just think all the time, what if they had waited? You got... Never would have happened. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was just, perfect. It, was, it really was perfect. So, anyway, but... You have, tell us about your family. Yeah, so I'm going to start from the beginning. So I actually grew up in Pittsburgh area, Pennsylvania. So go Steelers, still big Steeler fans. Um, my husband and I grew up there. And then I've always wanted to live here. My aunt was a teacher here. And I came to vacation here. And like the smell of Georgetown was like, home to me. I just loved being here. So I didn't want to wait until I was... That's funny. The, six, smell, the smell of George. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. really funny. I know people think I'm nuts, but I, I was like, this is just home and okay. I had to be here. So I was like, I'm not waiting until I'm 62 to retire. I'm coming now. So my husband and I moved here. You know, the typical, we got married. We've had three beautiful children. Um, and then of course, through all those children, just the ups and downs of being a woman and, and gaining weight and losing weight and all of that. But we, um, live here in Pauly's and we absolutely love it. We'll never go back. Although we miss our family and friends, but we're, we're here to stay. So we love it. And I don't know how you do this, but when you have a little bit extra time, you're over working at the joggling board. Yes. So I'm also the social media marketer at the joggling board. And I love that too. I've been with, um, Miss Amy Bunn for 10 years and, She's just incredible. So I'm, I'm there for a while as well. If for any listeners that don't know what the jogging board is, you want to tell them what the jogging board is? Yes, it's a um, women's boutique where we sell Lily Pulitzer clothes, but we also have a children's boutique as well. So we sell children's clothing as well and toys and accessories. So come see us, follow us on the joggling board, um, but we have a lot of fun. Yeah, you really have brought up the um, social media presence, Thank you, um, yes. and which is always fun to look at. And I always love to see when some of those teenagers are coming, growing up, and they get yeah. to be part of the stories, which are really so great. Anyway, so and I believe the first one of the first times I met you, I was in the joggling board, and I spoke to you. I was checking out, and you said, "Yeah, I work down in Georgetown." I oh said, "You do?" He says, "You do?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Yeah, but I want to move up here, and I want to work at Wacom." I yeah. said, "You do?" Yes, I spoke it all into existence. I remember my interview at Wacom Elementary. I told Miss Cameron, the principal there, that I was like, "I will sweep the floors here. I will do whatever you need to do. I will, <laughs> I will serve food. I just want to be here." And so now that I'm here, it feel it's like full circle. Everything uh -huh. has just fallen in the place perfectly. Well, you are a hardworking lady, and you usually do make your dreams come true. So I've yeah. always been amazed. Um, at everything you do, Thank and you. you are a very hard worker. So tell, let's tell our listeners uh, the names of your children and their ages. Yes, so I have Cash, he is almost eight. I have Kingsley, who just turned six, and then I have Finn, who will be three in about a week. Wow, they're really growing up. Yes, grown up, busy. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great though. So, okay, so now we're gonna talk about your health journey. Yes. So um, when you started, so you, you, you are pretty thin now. I mean, can I, can I just, I'm going to get back up here. If you're just going to stand up and show our yes. listeners. Okay, okay. So stand up. Okay. Yes. So, so, so you, I turn, you turn around. So you just give you fit, a full fit and trim. Fit and trim. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's so funny because I've been wanting to tell the story because I feel like I've been locked with this like crazy secret to help people. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to know about this. Um, but when I started, I've always been pretty into health and fitness. I mean, I've always been overweight uh, in elementary school, middle school, always overweight, um, and then in high school, I was like... But beautiful. You uh, have always been so beautiful. And it was funny because I was active. I was a cheerleader. I did all these sports, but I just always... I felt like it was always my genetics. I was just big boned or whatnot. Where did you carry your weight mostly, you think? Um, really ever. I was very proportional, uh -huh. I feel like, in, uh -huh. in the weight gain. It was always just pretty much... I was just always like a, a bigger girl. Always like a size... 
10, 12, 14. Not that that's good and how for And how tall are you? Um, five, six. Uh -huh. So just always, you know, right. heavier, especially. That's what I wear. I wear 10, 12, but I'm 5'10". Right. Yeah, and same. this was in high school. Yeah. I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just was always a struggle for sure. And so Did it make I, you feel self-conscious? Um, it did because my girlfriends, my very best friends were all like 112 pounds and right. I was probably 190. So it, it always made me definitely. You were 190? Feel, um, probably in high school, I would say I'd range from like 170 to 190. Okay. And just kind of up and down. Um, and then in high school I found Weight Watchers and Curves and try to do all these like kind of fad, more fad things. And it would work for a little bit. And then of course, you know, it would go back up. And then eventually right before my first child, I was kind of like a solid 175. And okay. I was like. This is just me. I'm 5'6". I'm a bigger boned, genetically type of girl, and this is it. So fast forward, I had all three kids, and then with the children, I never like worked out or ate well. I just thought, I'm pregnant. I'm going to go all out for nine right, months. Right. Um, and I don't regret that now, but in hindsight, I probably could have done a little more. Um, so then with my third child, I was like, all right, this is our last child. I really need to get this under control. So I did what everyone thinks they should do. You do a lot of cardio and you eat as many, like least amount of calories a day as possible because that's how you lose weight, what I thought. So that was working for a little bit. For a little bit it was working. I was pelotoning and eating like 1,000 calories a day, miserable. I remember asking you, I said, what are you doing? You said, well, I'm doing a lot of clean eating. I know you said clean eating. Clean eating. Yeah. So, um, I, which I thought clean eating was, you know, no bread, no carbs, just like grilled chicken, fruits, vegetables, and just really cutting everything and anything out. Yeah. And I was miserable, to okay. be honest with you. Um, and Did you do, was that like your strategy for a year, you think, maybe? Uh, probably about a year, and I was pelotoning like crazy. My husband had got me a peloton uh, for Christmas, so I was so excited about that. Um, and I was doing that, I mean, literally every day. So for the first year, how much weight did you lose that first year? In the first year, I probably lost about 40 to 50 pounds. Yeah, I could tell because I remember a dismissal, walking near you, I'm thinking, oh gosh, Stephanie's really losing weight. I could tell you were losing weight. That's yes. 40 to 50 pounds is, is a significant amount of weight. Right. Thank you. And I knew I didn't want to, I don't want to say um, cheat the system, but I didn't want to do any quick fixes. So I knew it was going to take a long time. Wait a minute. I want to ask you real quick. So when you got pregnant, I am assuming you went over 200 pounds. Yes. Yes. So the day I weighed myself two days after my son um, Number three, the third child. Third child, okay. yes, because I really wanted like a really good starting weight that I could be at. And I weighed myself, I believe it was like 242, and it was two, two days after I had him. So my mom's, and, or someone was like, that's cheating because you have a baby. But I'm like, I just wanted like a really good firm weight. That was your starting, 242. 242, okay. And so um, after the third child, I did that for a year, lost about 40 or 50 pounds, feeling pretty good. I was back down to like where I was prior to all my kids. And um, I have to talk about my best friend because she literally saved my life. Her name's Kristen Nelson. Uh -huh. um, she's incredible. She's an OT here um, in the Tidelands Health System. And her and I had been friends for a while, and she was kind of watching what I was doing. And she said um, one day, like, I'm, I'm a little concerned. And I was like, why? And she's yeah. like, You're ju you just don't seem happy. You're sc scared to eat bread, scared to eat these, like, fun things that you should be eating. And so this is where she introduced me to um, macro counting and lifting. Okay. I immediately said no. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because you just didn't want to learn something new or what? Um, I was scared that I was going to look like a bodybuilder. Okay, and I just, yeah, yeah. In my brain, I was wanting skinny and thin. 
That's just what I had in my mind. Skinny and thin was the way to go. Barbie. You want a Barbie. Barbie life. And she's <laughs> like, I just need you to trust me. Like, you're not happy and I want to help you. And like, so I was like, so she kept saying to me, trust the process, trust the process. So finally I was like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to get this thing a try. So I started with her and it was a slow start with the macro counting. So, but I will say that's what changed the most, but I'll start basically with what we do now. Um, so basically what she introduced me to is heavier lifting, but not like body building right. training. Mm-hmm. Um, so just lifting heavier because essentially that burns more calories than running or doing cardio. Cardio is still important, of course, and we do that still in our daily routine, but a lot less of it. Lifting the heavier weights is what really has defined and cut the fat, but kept the muscle tone. Okay. So now in a macro counting, this is kind of where like everything took off. I have no idea what this is. It's fabulous. And I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but this is just basically what I learned from her. And she's taught me everything I know. And I I literally don't know how I can repay her because it's been crazy. Um, So basically I wasn't eating enough to lose weight, which is insane. So when I tell people that, Uh they're like, I don't believe you. I'm like, no, you you have to eat more. You have to fuel fuel your body. Fuel your body. That's right. So basically macros are macronutrients and you have three basic ones that you should watch. And it's a scientific algorithm based on your weight, your height, age, all of that. So once you figure out that algorithm of what your body needs with your macronutrients, you can figure out what exactly you need to eat in order to lose the weight but keep the muscle. Can somebody go online and uh, is there a calculator online? Or yes. Something? So um, Katie Hearn, she's like a fitness guru kind of in the fitness world. Um, she has a calculator online that you can use. Uh, my Fitness Pal is what yeah, I use. It's free. Yeah, I use My Fitness Pal. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And so instead of looking at calories, you want to really focus on your macronutrients, which is protein, carbs, and fats. Proteins, carbs, and fats. Yes. Okay. So when you have a balance of those three or whatever your body needs with those three based on the algorithm that, that spits out from the um, calculator, uh-huh. you can literally figure out down to a science what you need to eat to lose weight. Okay. And I wasn't eating enough. Okay. So I was going from eating like 1,000 calories a day to almost 2,000. Oh, gosh. Which is crazy to think. I, I, because I, I think was, it's hard to eat 1,200 calories a day. I can't uh, imagine doing 1,000. I oh was starving, God. so I was really happy. I was like, thank God I can eat again. But I was very skeptical at first. I was like, there is no way that this is going to work. And within two years, I'm down 110 pounds. After so with that fifty, then I lost an additional sixty more, and now I weigh one thirty seven. Oh my yeah. gosh! So I went from two forty two to one thirty seven. So you, you lost one hundred and ten pounds. Yes, rough, right around one hundred and ten pounds. God, and yeah. then not only did you do that, but you're firm and fit. Yes, that's that's the craziest part. Is um, I was always so worried about extra skin after losing all that weight, and I have minimal extra skin because of the heavier lifting uh-huh. but I will say um it is 80 20 I've heard this before and it's 100 percent. That, that's what Richard Morris true. said that who I interviewed earlier this morning he's talking about 80 20 what you're putting in your body it is what happens in the kitchen is where you're going to make the most um effects and positive impacts on your body it's it's everything comes down to what you're putting in you wow so would you like to be a personal trainer 
Um, so, you know, people ask you that, um, yeah. And you know, it's funny. I used to work at curves when I was younger and I loved it, Uh but, um, I really love, so I don't know if you knew this, but, um, before I was an education major, I actually was a nutritionist major. I didn't know that. Yes. And, um, I was in like pre-med bio nutrition and I loved it, but there was a lot of cooking and I was like 20 and I was like, what is this? I don't, I'm not, I'm not signed up for this. So I changed (laughs) education, love education, but I do love food and looking at um healthy foods and what you're putting in your body so i think i would do more on like instagram maybe coming up with something to show people what i eat in a day or the macronutrients and my um, best friend chris and i have talked about starting a page because i get so many questions right um an instagram page for moms or um, anybody who wants to count macros and work out but yeah i've thought about it i just think i don't know anybody else like you in <laughs> Polly's island that has lost that much weight and looks so good you've done such a great job and you got to feel so good about yourself i do it's it's and it's a lot of i've tried to come to terms with like the just the body positivity because i still have days where you know i like it's funny i the body dysmorphia is 100 percent real because i'll still look in the mirror and like i can't quite grasp the new what i look like now the new me um but i'm working on it that's like my 2024 goal it's like body you look in the mirror you'll think you're yes. big you think you're big Yes, almost, or just, I can't, I still, I mean, I was a size, you know, that size for so long, it's hard, I've never in my life, because I had thought, I'm just big boned. Yeah. And it's just not true, you know, Uh you can definitely get to where you want to be if you can put in the So what size do you wear now? So now, I'm a 2'4". Oh my gosh. And I was a 14, 16 before. I can't imagine that. Yes. I came out out of the womb bigger than that. I know I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah. I just never thought I could get here. But truly with the macro counting, um, and I do go to Health Point. So I know Richard, you and yeah, Richard, love I love Richard. Richard. Love um, Richard. And I go to Health Point. So I go there at 530 in the morning. But that's for the listeners. I always start with when someone asks me, um, how did you do it? Or what do you recommend to me? The one thing I think you have to figure out is, um, you know, really if you want it. Because a lot of people say like, oh, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight. But you really have to want it and make it. A focused priority of course after my family and job and things that was like the next thing I just was solely focused on that and was um, Andrew real supportive of that um, <laughs> I love my husband here so now he is it's so funny because for those you don't know my husband he's like 5 10 5 11 almost 6 foot and like 175 pounds yeah. like just not fair yeah. can eat whatever he right. wants has like a built-in six-pack. But but he life. he is a general contractor and he works hard every day. He so. works very hard. So I think that with his metabolism, yeah. he's um so at first he just wasn't you know he would just kind of still do his own thing. But now it's great. He comes to the gym with me at five thirty. Does he? In the morning, yes. He's been eating a lot healthier and drinking more water, Good. and so he's gotten on the bandwagon. He's like, this is actually I feel better. You Good. know, even though he was so fit for so long he feels inside better so and how much uh water do you drink every day so i think the algorithm and i hope i'm not wrong about this but i believe that you take your body Body weight weight and divide it into two and that's how many ounces you should drink a day so i of course have the stanley uh so i try to drink (laughs) your stanley girl stanley girl so i try to drink at least two to three of those a day but then on top of that I, i love seltzer water okay and i love poppy drinks which is like a um apple cider vinegar drink that mm-hmm. you can drink too. It's yeah. really tasty. So I probably drink about 100 ounces a day. Wow, okay. Um, let's talk about alcohol for a second. Because, um, you know, we live in a resort area. Yes. A lot of partying and fun. People come on vacation. Yes. They want to have their margaritas <laughs> and their beers and yes. whatever else and wine. So you are not, you don't t- 
You don't you don't drink alcohol? I don't, not at all. And it's not funny, but someone asked me recently, they said, um, what's like what's the story? You know, and I was <laughs> like, I just don't like it. There is no story. Um I also am a control freak and I know with alcohol you can get out of control. So I'm like, I need to be in control of myself at all times. Um, but I don't drink. So for me it was funny, I I talked to a lot of people again about this and um I think the thing with macro counting and a healthy lifestyle is you have to find something that is going to last. And if you enjoy a glass of wine or you enjoy Tito's or whatever it is, you still need to build that in. And that's what I love about macro counting is you can still build that in. You know, Friday night, you know you're going to have a drink. You can kind of plan your day around that. Yeah, but I nice. think it's a drink. I it's don't, a drink. Yeah, that's It's right. not like that's five right. drinks. Yes, yeah. and if you can do like club soda instead of juices or whatever, you can right. figure out ways around, you know, to still enjoy the things that you want. Okay, so for our listeners, they can go online and they can just probably enter macronutrient, calen- uh, ca- macronutrient calculator. Yes, and Katie Hearn has a really good one. Spell her last name. I believe it's H-E-A-R-N. Okay, I'll look it up and yeah. put it in the caption. And it's K-A-T-Y, I believe. She's okay. great, and she's just one. She's the one that makes the Alani New Energy Drinks. Okay. Um, so she it has been really um, helpful in my journey, uh, but... Yes, that, MyFitnessPal. MyFitnessPal's um, a great app. And there's yeah. tons of articles. I know a lot of, someone once told me, they're like, that's a lot of, like, uh, research. And I'm like, yeah, but once you figure it out and you have the calculator, it's really easy. How long did it take for you to get into a rhythm with the macronutrients? Uh, a little bit of time because it's, when you start, you'll realize you are most likely under eating in your protein. Uh-huh. So that's why I really had to up my game is protein because of course protein is where your muscles get fed um but also carbs and fats so fats was a big thing for me i love peanut butter i love almond butter i love avocados and everybody thinks those are healthy things and you're right they're healthy and it was funny when i first started my best friend Kristen was like so what'd you eat for breakfast and i was like well i had half of an avocado in the morning on my toast and then i have the other half of my salad she's like that was almost my entire fat content for the day in one Mm -hmm. avocado and you just start to realize the food is great in mod and even the good stuff in moderation mm-hmm. because that also can you know lead Gosh, to I love avocados I, 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 I could I could eat easily eat a half of avocado, yep. avocado toast yes. I love it so much yeah so it, it it was good to learn that even the healthiest foods are good but like nuts are another thing you know like I can't even buy I would just eat handfuls thinking this is healthy I'm eating healthy yeah. but it was it was adding up for sure Okay, gosh, I think I want to try this now. I've got to try something. So yes, uh, so. yes. Well, I'm here for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so um, well, that's so super exciting, and I'm just so glad. And thank you so much for sharing. Do you think um, like your faith plays a part of this? Did you have to pray or meditate or anything like that about this? Um, yeah, there were definitely qu- quiet, time. Quiet time. Or? Yes, yeah. There's definitely time where I, you know, I used to get up. So my best friend Kristen was like, "I'm going at five thirty in the morning," and I'm like. No, girl, I'm not going at 5.30 in the morning. But now that I'm in a routine, I do try to have some quiet. That is my quiet time, my me time. I was a mom of three. I don't get much time of that in the day. And as a teacher, I don't get that time either. So in the mornings, um, I go at 5.30 literally for my quiet me time. So a lot of times in the sauna or the steam room, I'll actually pray meditate, sit quietly. Sometimes I've been do my bills, like something that I can't <laughs> on my phone. I'm like in there just because it's, or shopping at Publix, my order. Like yeah. it is just my me quiet time, but I actually do a lot of, 
praying in the steam room, which is funny just because it's dark yeah. and quiet and yeah. warm. And, yeah. yeah. Um, can you take us through um, an average day of what you ate today or just what do you normally eat for breakfast? Oh, yeah. Um, so an average day looks like I wake up at about 4 30 oh yeah. but I go to I go to bed about nine I'll wake up about 4 45 get ready for the gym jump in the car and the thing that gets me out of the bed is I make protein balls or I'll buy them from Costco so they're just like peanut butter I can give you the recipe to post yep. on the um, podcast but it's like just peanut butter oats chocolate chips just something and that motivates me to get out of bed you eat one of those just one so it's just like a little treat and they're pretty big they're about uh, that big uh-huh. and then I have my pre-workout drink with which was like another treat. So pre-workout drink basically just gives you energy pretty quickly to get in the gym and like get a good workout in. So I do those two on the you way. You do to not the gym. drink coffee. No, but a lot of people do use coffee as their pre-workout uh-huh. um, before the gym. So you can absolutely do that. I just don't drink coffee. So mm-hmm. do the pre-workout, then I drive to the gym. We do our workout, which is normally heavy lifting. We'll add a little cardio in on some days. Is somebody, do you have a workout buddy? Kristen. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, my best. Do you think that's helpful? Have a workout buddy. One thousand percent because. Before, even without her, I would have never gone. But knowing that somebody is going to be there on time at 530 and kind of holds you accountable. It does. So that's been so helpful to have her. Um, and then, of course, she knew what she was doing in the gym as far as lifting and exercising. I think I had a easier journey as far as that because a lot of people go into the gym not knowing what to do. Uh-huh. So I think someone like Richard would be really helpful Absolutely, yeah. um, to get started with him. Or what I used to do prior to um, meeting with Kristen is I would go on Instagram and find um, girls who I knew I could follow and trust their workouts and not doing anything crazy in the gym. And I would just follow on their Instagram reels, what they were doing that day and would just mimic that. So like somewhat lifting some weights. Weights. Yes. And and knowing what to do with that. But you're not getting on the treadmill. Uh, some days. So the other day we actually did a workout where I was on the treadmill. Kristen, um, was on a weight machine and Mm -hmm. then she would do her set of eight. And when she was done, we'd switch. She'd go on the treadmill. Then I go to treadmill. So some days we'll add more cardio in, but a lot of times it's it's really just heavier lifting. And I can tell you, I'm not a bodybuilder, and it does not turn you into a bodybuilder. No. Well, women and men are just built differently. We have different hormones, right, so we're, right. it's just not going to happen that way for us. Right. So after then the gym, I come home, I get ready, and I'll eat breakfast. I normally do. Um, I love protein oats, so I'll do a pro- scoop of protein powder in um, oats. I love protein pancakes. And then if I'm not feeling protein, I'll just eat a yogurt bowl one What's day. What's a protein pancake? So you just take pancakes mix and protein powder. Uh, protein powder, yeah. You, yep. So you can buy protein powder at any grocery store. Yes, uh-huh. yep, and any flavor you'd like. So just to get that extra protein in, it tastes. I think it tastes really good. Um, and then, of course, go to school. I'll have a snack, so a protein bar, fruit, um, vegetables, hummus, Something like that. I'll eat lunch, which is normally a salad. When do you, when do you eat your snack? What time? Um, when I'm, I really try to listen to my body. I'm not into the fasting and things like yeah, that yeah. because if I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And if I'm at school, i got to eat. Um, so I really just try to listen to my body. Mm-hmm. So if I am hungry, I'll eat something in between. Um, if I'm not, I won't, but I'm normally hungry during that time. Okay. And, and so, okay, you're one of your little snacks. And then for lunch, what are you going to have? I normally have salads. I love tuna. Um, I'll pack leftovers from the night before. Um, but it's normally, again, a more higher protein source. So I always try to do, like, shrimp, chicken, fish, and then vegetables. And I love – I've seen this girl on Instagram, and I, I have to find her name. But she's into um, – quantity eating so basically eating a lot but it's things that are made out of uh healthful ingredients that don't give you a lot of 
calories but of the good stuff so like egg whites uh-huh. i've seen her make pizza out of egg whites wow or like things like that where you can eat a whole pizza or a uh-huh. whole big thing yeah. and it's it feels like you're eating pizza but you're yeah. eating something that's good for that's you that's cool Yes. Um, okay, so then, um, so you come home. Another snack in between that, for little, sure. Little Always will have a little snack in between that. Okay. And the supper? Uh, dinner, and so that is tough because, you know, I have to feed the kids and my husband. So I do try to make things that we can all kind of eat collectively. It does get hard uh, because, you know, sometimes they want a pizza from Domino's. So I normally will still do what they want. But I always have something on hand that I can eat. Or sometimes I'll just eat it. If I build it in, if I know I want pizza that night, I'll build it into my macros. Yeah. Um, you know, Domino's has that thin crust, veggie pizza. Yes. I yeah, love, there, I love there are ways around it for yeah. sure. Like, absolutely. Um, or, and our other pizza places, too. I mean, yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. They could probably do that for you. Okay. Um, and then you're just drinking water all the day. Drinking water all day. You don't eat a dessert. You know? Oh, absolutely. Every night. I make dessert nut. Yes, that has actually been my favorite thing, just figuring out ways to eat desserts that are still healthy and I'm getting what I want from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but can still, uh, every single night I have dessert. My friends will laugh because I bet they all know. I eat a bowl of popcorn every night, every single night. I've kind of switched it up, but every single night I have a bowl of popcorn. Like just microwave popcorn? Um, no, it's the um, Chickaboom Purple yeah, yeah, Bag yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Sweet, yeah, salty. Yeah. And my friends crack up because if we go to dinner at Frank's, or chai blossom. I just am a creature of habit. I love my popcorn, so they know. They're like, don't even ask her for dessert. Because I go home and have my popcorn every night. So dessert, absolutely, every night. Okay, that's cool. Anna Margaret likes the Chicka Boom. Yeah. it called? Chicka so Boom Chicka Boom popcorn, I think, yeah. 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 So, um, okay, so it sounds like you love living in Polly's Island. Love living in Polly's Island, yes. Yeah, it's great. So, and you've taken advantage of, um, well, it's not Health Point anymore. It's called the YMCA now. YMCA, yes. Yeah. It's, they're incredible. Um, I... I have thought about wanting to maybe like teach a class there or do something there just because I do love, I just feel like I've unlocked this crazy thing where I'm like, people don't have to suffer. You do not have to eat under a thousand calories a day. Once you figure out this algorithm, it is, it has been life changing. That food does not have power over me. It's okay. That's so good. Congratulations. Congratulations. Let me ask you this. So from the time you had your third child, when yes. you waited at one, two, four, two, forty two, two, forty two. Till uh, you got to your goal weight, how long did that take? Uh, it took uh, roughly two and a half years. Two and a half years, okay. And it was funny because my goal before was 160. Uh-huh. And then I got to 160 and I was like, I, I feel like I could still, you know, I still have more goals or things I want to accomplish as far as my um, measurements and weight. So then I got to 150. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I got to 140. And now that I'm 137, I'm definitely happy where I'm at, going to stay right right here where I'm at. You but, look um, healthy. You look yes, good. I feel like I look healthy and I'm great, so I'm definitely going to stop. And I'm actually going to try to step off the scale for a bit and just focus on what I'm putting my body in. Now, I weigh every day. It's not always good, but I just try and weigh every day. Do you weigh every day? So, um, Kristen, if you're watching, no. um, she's like, get rid of the scale uh-huh. because it really comes down. And we talked about this before. My goal was skinny thin. And now I just want to be strong and healthy. Yeah. So, you know, muscle weighs, doesn't weigh more than fat, but it just weighs differently. Mm-hmm. Again, I wish Kristen was here because she could explain all this to you because she's really what, how she, how I learned about all this. 
But um, and how so, do you know Kristen? So I was in a birthing class with her, uh-huh. and I had sat down next to her. This was with my second child, Kingsley, and she, and she was, was also expecting a baby. She was, yes. Yeah. So we sat beside each other, and then we just became friends. But it was funny; it was a slow start. Just kind of hung out, and then when she, we both had our last child, and she was back in the gym as well. She was like, "I just am worried about you," and the fact that somebody. Nobody else saw it. My uh-huh. husband didn't notice it. Nobody else saw it. And she was like, you're you're scared to eat bread. Like, that's not okay. Like, we yeah. got to figure this out. So right. I literally feel like I owe my life to her because she's she's changed. What a good friend she is. She's the best. Shout, shout out, Kristen. Shout out, Kristen. Way to go. Way to go. <laughs> we all need a good friend like that. Well, thank yes. you so much for sharing your story. Um, and much continued success. And I, I hope that you can get me on the path. 5.30. I'm going to pick you up tomorrow. Macro, <laughs> macronutrients. Is that what I got to do? Macro? Yeah, let's do macronutrients first, and then I'll work on the 5.30. You know, I had to get up so stinking early today to film uh, Richard for the <laughs> first for the first part of this podcast, yeah. and I'm thinking, you know, it's not so bad. I got some laundry going, and I got yes. everything. I got my bed made up, and yeah. maybe I should be getting... Well, we, I had to get up that early for school anyway. Right, So right. I think of, maybe so I need still... to come back to that. So, yeah. So yeah. what time do you leave your house to get to the gym? Um, so we live in Hagley area, so I leave about 5.15, 5.10 to get there by 5.30. Um, they open at 5.30. And so how many people are there at 5.30? We have our same crew, and it's so funny because they're all my friends, and they're all like these 70-year-old men and women. Uh, and we just, but it's funny when new people come in, we're like, who is this? Uh, hey, like, because not, we're like a little family. But it's not too crowded. Uh, not too crowded, no. And Mr. Dobagno, our assistant principal, my boss is there. It's kind of funny working out next to him and then going to school. And then I'm like, hey, long time to see Yeah, he's super healthy. Oh, I want to ask you this one question because I saw him because, <laughs> you know, uh, Casey, his wife. Doing uh, the plunge? Yes. yes. In, in the, uh, with the ice. And Richard yes. likes, Richard's a. Uh, yes. The cold plunge is like, this new thing. Oh, my gosh. So literally just two hours prior to this, I was texting him and um, just checking in because we actually just, him and I downloaded this app called the Yucca app. Kristen actually is the one who found it. And it basically is an app where you can scan food items and it will tell you on a scale of 0 to 100 how poor or not good these things are that we're putting in our bodies based on processed things that are in it. Um, So him and I are texting. Do you scan the barcode? What do you scan? Yes, you scan the barcode. And it's free, which is really cool. Spell it. Y-U-K-A, the Yucca app. Y-U-K-A, Yucca app. Okay, cool. And it's based on a bunch of different... um, different uh categories but basically you scan foods and it just tells you based zero to 100 how good this thing is that you're putting in your body it also does lotions and shampoos um but it was really interesting my husband loves the lance peanut butter crackers and you're like those are pretty like decent like they're pretty healthy. I'm in a healthy little snack over a donut or a piece of cake. It scored a zero out of 100. Oh, gosh. I'm, zero. That was always my after-school snack. Yes. So awful. The Lance peanut butter crackers and a Coke Zero is yes. something. I need to probably change that up. Uh, and I would hate for you to walk around. Here We're here at the real estate office, and we have a bunch of snacks. So, oh. so we got the Lance cracker. Yeah. We got the little Debbie Nutty Buddy. Ooh, we got the little yeah. oatmeal cream pies. Yes. We've got the bagged chips back there. We have the baked loaves, too. Yes. Um, well, there you go. But I will say, um, because a lot of people probably think I'm, like, just so strict. But if you enjoy those things, if you can build it in once a week or twice, like, when you want it, it's just all about moderation. Yeah. But, yes, the cold plunge. So he and I were texting. He just said he just did it. But he said it's been 
been great. And he's seen, you know, he there's so many good impacts. I am not there yet. Maybe one day. Uh, Richard was saying it. it was good for anti-inflammatory. And yes. it also helps your endorphins. Yeah. Um, but I think he said four minutes. Yeah. Do, do you have to build up to that? I think you probably have to build up to it. But I am like, I am a cold-natured girl. So I'm like, I'm good. I'll stick to the sauna and the steam room for my other health benefits. I just, I just don't know. He said a good way to start is to do a cold shower. Maybe oh, Probably, and I then would maybe that. Yeah. do the. Well, I'm just thinking. Yeah. I just think there's no way. I can yeah, do I pick something. and choose my health avenues, but yes, kudos to anyone who can do that. But he did say it was fabulous and wonderful. Uh, Rob Del Agnes. So. Wait, wait, yeah. Perfect. So, anyway, well, great. Thank you so much for joining us yeah. today, and I hope next year. See, so I'll go back to school next week. Go, yes, back to school next week. I'm excited to get back with my students and yeah. be with them. And it's funny, they motivate me too um, because I tell them all the time, I'm like, you can't be lazy in here. I was at the gym at 5.30 and they're yeah. like, we know, Michelle. <laughs> they, they remind me, they bring me down. Children need to hear that good example. I love yes. that. Well, yes. uh, good luck with this semester and I hope it goes well for third grade. And Thank you. They're so lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. But don't you feel like the whole all, the whole teaching staff at Walkman Elementary? What a great staff! Best school ever. I can definitely go on record and say that. And we, it's a family. I I don't think I could ever leave. I leave learned that so much from teachers at that school. Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I was just like humbled. I'm thinking this is the best teaching staff I have ever been around. Yes, just, and our administration. I mean, everybody there is just so incredible so yeah very happy there yeah. and happy in Polly's and if anyone has any questions they can definitely reach out thank you Stephanie Yay. okay it's great talking with you we'll see you soon thank you bye, bye. well are you inspired do you want to get up and start stretching and lifting weights and moving and shaking uh drinking some water I think I do I think I'm at least going to try and drink some more water every day um a lot of people are doing the dry January where you don't drink any alcohol is that something you might want to try and it seems to be that weightlifting is becoming the uh, exercise of choice um, instead of so much cardio because it seems to be that's what really gets people in shape and helps them to lose weight. Uh, you do need a little bit of cardio, but the weightlifting also helps a lot. Um, and more protein in your diet. So let's increase your protein. Um, and my personal goal for this year is to just increase my friendships and to get more involved in other people's lives. I mean, not other people's lives, but to just um, have more deep personal relationships with people. You know, when you're teaching school for so many years, all you do is go teach school all day long and come home and be with your family and then teach school again every day. So you don't really have a chance to form deep relationships and deep friendships with people. So now that I'm not teaching anymore, I have a little bit of flexibility with my real estate schedule. I really want to, um, meet more people and get more involved in different activities um, and just develop more relationships and friendships. So that's my main goal for 2024. Um, I would like to get on a regular exercise routine. So I hope that happens too. We'll see. Anyway, um, please um, rate, review, subscribe to our podcast if you would and tell your friends and neighbors about it. Um, if you're listening on a podcast site, um, if you will just follow our show and if you're watching this on YouTube, if you will subscribe and then put a comment underneath because that really helps us a lot when you add the comments underneath, um, just anything or give us at least a thumbs up. Uh, we really appreciate you following along with us and we will come to you again next week with some more interesting um, people from Polly's Island. So until we see you again, have a great week and God bless you. Bye.